All right, the Sconeheads podcast is back after the first quarter-ish of the season is over. And what a very exciting September and part of October we've had both in the NFL and in the Kevin League. It's going to say we're a quarter of the way through, but technically a little more. You know, it really sucks with the 17-game season now. You know, you can't divide it evenly into quarters, even though it's five weeks at this point because we're, you know, we're a little degenerates here. We're a little bit late. That's all right. Anyway, we review the first five weeks of the year uh, and surprises so far and go through the standings in the Kevin we bring back some segments such as I'd Poach That, Tony's Corner, and D-Gen Delight. We're back. We're excited to talk ball. All right. Yo, what is up, everybody? Yo, is uh, is this is this thing on? Do we, is this is this a podcast? Hello? Who's there? Hey, it's us. We're back oh, to hey. talk. Uh, back to talk ball. We just missed, you know, the first five weeks of the season. Well, we missed four actually, because you know we're we're recapping after week five, so. Uh, we, we missed four weeks, but, you know, it's been a tough first month of the season to schedule things. We've both been pretty busy. Uh, Will left the country, left the continent, flew over a freaking ocean. So that's pretty crazy. Um, I hit my head a little bit hard, you know, so I had a little, little tough week with a concussion there. So, you know, uh, couldn't fight through the injury. Uh, I was I was injured, not just hurt. I was injured. So, you know, true. lots been going on for us, um, but we're back. Excited to talk. How are you doing, Will? Yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited to talk football again. Uh, that was a good beer crack, not the best. Um, do you, do you know what beer it was? Did you see it? Uh, yeah, I I did see it. I think if it's the same one, I don't know if you switched it up, but uh, I saw you drinking a spotted cow before we yeah. went live. So, yep, that's it. Yeah, it wasn't the best the crack, again. but but uh, yeah, I'm happy to be back drinking uh, on U.S. soil, drinking you know this this lager or whatever you call it. I don't even know. If it's, it's considered a lager, an ale, yes, of course. Um, but yeah, the the we were overseas. We were in Germany for Oktoberfest, so it's a great time. If you ever if you ever get the chance to do that, I would highly recommend. Um, but do it before you're too old and washed, because it it does does take a lot out of you. You gotta gotta be drinking all day, so a lot of beer. It looked awesome. I was really jealous of you guys. I appreciate all of the videos and pictures you guys were sending the whole time you were there. It was really cool. Yeah, I yeah, I do I do agree that it looked uh, very rough on the body after so many days of drinking. Uh, saw, I mean, it was really just Ian that looked terrible and pretty <laughs> much at the end of the day and pretty much any snap. But I imagine you guys are feeling pretty rough after a few days of just drinking heavy German beer all day long. Yeah, we uh we went with a group of people and uh, my wife and then a couple of ours and then four four friends from uh, basically since we were five years old essentially. Um, so we, we wanted Ben to join and he's, of course, he's the only one that actually took German or knew German of some, some fashion. So, uh, bummed he couldn't join us, but yeah, it was a great time. Uh, Ian, yeah, Ian did not, Ian's not in the league, but, um, he is, uh, yeah, he had a, he had an interesting time. <laughs> he, he, was he got German. He, yeah. he got concussed himself a few times. I'm, I'm fairly certain he had his head like three or four times, one time on a castle on a stone, like a stair. It was just, it was a good time. That's a pretty yeah. cool story, though. So, yeah, I would take that. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see what else has happened in the last uh, month plus. Uh, our our favorite baseball team, probably the favorite baseball team of uh, maybe half of the league. Uh, the Cubs collapsed. Brutal September for us. So on that side of the sports world, I'm also very hurt. Um, it kind of sucks, you know, because it's ironic. Like if you told me at the end of the season, all things considered, our win-loss record, how certain guys performed, you'd probably consider it a successful season in a vacuum, but they blew it. So sad. Yeah. Yeah. They got, they do, they did the classic thing where they got all, all of our hopes up and then just ripped, ripped everything out. Um, I, I do take part of the blame. I mean, when they were really collapsing was when we were all in, in Germany. So we weren't able to watch really any of the games. And before that I was, I was trying to at least watch a little bit of all of them. So I, I do, I do take partial responsibility for, for some of that collapse. That's big of me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just uh, just a tough, tough way to end the season. Um, but I think, you know, next year, hopefully can build on it, you know, sign some guys, sign your favorite guy, Bellinger, um, and then maybe add some pieces, some starting pitching, you know, get some corner infielders. Who knows? Yeah, well said. Uh, and then on our, you know, back to our, our league sport, football, <laughs> our most of our favorite football team, uh, the Bears, uh, mostly have sucked ass the entire time we haven't been talking and then of course pull off a pretty respectable performance on thursday night football so maybe they're not but maybe they are still garbage i I really don't know what to think yeah i'm kind of i don't know if i'm glad we didn't do like a few episodes or after like week one and week two because i was (laughs) i was at an all-time low with with bears and i thought honestly it's probably the the worst looking bears team we've ever seen at least um, which is hard to do because there's been some there's been some bad ones. Yeah. So yeah, they've they've turned around a little bit the last few weeks. Um, Fields actually looking pretty good throwing and you know doing some more designed runs and everything, um, keeping it a little bit more balanced and not you know making him look like a statue out there. So we'll see. Um, we'll talk. We'll probably talk more about that. But yeah, there's uh, yeah, everyone was kind of rolling into the season with a lot of ambitions and you know ten wins win the division. I don't, I don't think any of that's happening. I think it's more likely that we, you know, maybe get one of those top, top few picks again. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, that's kind of where I'm leaning as well. I kind of hope that'll happen at this point. So, um, yeah. Uh, anything else? Um, oh, one, one thing I, I wanted to bring up, I just learned today, uh, the Curter burger is back in the month of <laughs> October. So yes, uh, it's, it's been back since October 2nd, I think. So by the time you hear this, like you better go because I like, I'm nervous. I think I might miss it because I feel like people have been in line all day, probably trying to get that thing here, like in Wisconsin. So I'm, I'm nervous now, man. I'm like nervous doing this podcast right now. That's, that's big of me to do this podcast right now when the Curtis burger is available. So. Oh, did I mention that I was out uh, sick yesterday at work and I'm, I'm battling today. Did I mention that? Oh, sorry. No, you just, just wanted to that. Just, just wanted to mention that. Yeah, very. Yeah, <laughs> we do that. We've battled through. It's been documented um, how how much we battled through on this podcast. No, but you're right. The Curter Burger. That's a great idea. We should both like pledge to get one this weekend or something. Because um, maybe I'll get one tonight after this. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, you got to go like now. You can't take chances. All top. Things gonna sell out. God, it's gonna sell out. <laughs> All right, I think we're ready to move into some some Kevin 
fantasy league related news. The reason you're all listening to this podcast, most likely, unless you want to just hear Will and I chat about our lives, which I, I would understand. But there's Pretty been uh, nice. there's been a little bit of stuff happening, uh, you know, outside of obviously some some big surprises and stuff, which we'll get to in a little bit. But some movement player wise around the league. There's been three trades since we've last spoke. And uh, I don't know. They were all yeah, one. One was. I don't know, not super significant in my eyes, but um, I guess we can talk about the first one that happened. This one happened uh, way back on September 23rd, so a few weeks ago. Uh, Tyreek Hill sent to the Big Dirty Shithawks from Liam's team, uh, basically for a first-round draft pick. Um, you know, there, there was some other uh, players in there as well, Rashad Penny, Russell Wilson, and Trey Lance. Make of that what you will. Um, Russell Wilson will come into play a little bit later, but... Um, Big splash to start off the year for Kevin. Team was super good coming into the year. And on our uh, season preview podcast, we said if you want to nitpick his team just a little bit, you could maybe say that the receiver room was a little bit shallow and needed like a little bit of a splash to make sure that there was enough in there. Couldn't trust Hollywood Brown. Uh, And then Kevin goes and gets Tyreek Hill, who's looking pretty insane this year. So uh, what do you think about this one, Will? Yeah, I think we talked about about Tyreek a little bit and what was going to end up happening with him. So not surprised that someone like Kevin, who's, you know, in the in the discussion for winning the league, goes out and gets him, um, gives up his first round pick. um, And then some other I guess some other guys that, you know, we'll we'll talk about a little bit later, like you said. Um, But, yeah, I think this is a great trade from Kevin, obviously, you know, trying to win now, um, clearly with his roster and, and bolstering that that receiver room, like you said. Yeah, I kind of was sad when it went down. I, I was talking to Liam a little bit for Tyreek, actually like talking as in I said, hey, you should trade me Tyreek. And he said, you should give me a first rounder. And then I didn't really respond for a little bit while I was thinking <laughs> about it. And then this went down. So I was like, well, he got his first rounder. So yeah, he was holding firm on that price. Uh, so, yeah, uh, makes sense, though. I think that's a pretty reasonable deal all the way around. So uh, hate it, obviously, because now Kevin's even more stacked, but. Smart move by yeah. him. Not afraid. Not afraid to trade away those uh, draft picks. Yeah, I think it's like it's a it's a bold statement saying I'm here. I'm I want to win this year and and put it all the put all the chips on the table. You know. Oh yeah. All right. Next trade. It's kind of what I don't know. I I said in the Slack like what are they cooking up with this? Dayman and the Nightman trade. Dalvin Cook and his salary of. Oh, I don't know what it is because he got cut and now he's got only five dollars, but. I think he was making like $145 or something over two years. Uh, salary dump sent him and a second round draft pick to Liam's team, who uh, sent back A.J. Dillon, who is making $72 this year. Um, I see that mostly as a salary equalizer, but maybe they like him. I don't know. Um, I think A.J. Dillon's kind of trash, but Aaron Jones has been hurt. Um, you got anything else to say about this one other than just kind of salary dump, I guess? Maybe they Raising like A.J. Hand. Dillon? Oh, you're raising your hand? I thought you were stretching. No, I'm, I'm really raising it. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yes, Will? Del- thank you. Delvin Cook, $164. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why don't, you, why don't you just say it? I didn't want to cut you off, dude. You were cooking. Yeah, yeah no, appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, AJ Dillon did look decent, actually, this past week. But mm. I don't know if he's really a significant... Mm. What are you what are you grumbling about? He looks trash, dude. He looks so bad. Oh, I, I thought, agree. Like I 
Yeah, I don't know. I thought when Aaron Jones went down, he would just take it with with a full head of steam and, and take over that backfield. But he he's got like I don't know what his yards per carry is, but it's not great. Like the last two weeks, he had 11 for 33, five for 11. I mean, yeah, this week he did go 20 for 76, but that that was against the Raiders, who have a really still bad, bad yard per carry. <laughs> yeah, it's still terrible. It's still less than four yards per carry. Um, he did he did score, so that kind of. But that like that's 13 points out of his 28 on the year, 29 on the year. So just not not great from a guy who's the backfield's basically been his. Yeah, agreed. So I don't know. I, I guess I haven't really looked at any of the ad drops to see if Dayman and the Nightman have spent significant money recently. I don't think anyone's gone for too much. So I'm guessing they're kind of just holding on to uh, a little bit of cap space right now. See what they can do later on. They don't have much cap space left, I think, because they had to call up some people. Um, oh, and then, yeah, I see. And then had to cut Gallup, so I think they took a. I don't know. I don't remember what the hit was on that, but. Gotcha. So yeah, I guess that was just like more of a preemptive kind of move for call up kind of stuff. Yeah. No, I think. Yeah, I don't think we need to talk about this trade more, to be honest. Agreed. <laughs> I was gonna say another thing just about how de- how bad Dalvin Cook's been, but I'll just I'll just let it be. Well, you already did. So, yeah. final trade. You're involved here, Will. Um, fun little trade here. You give up uh, what was looking like a really good contract, uh, Hunter Renfro, um, him and Juju, and a second round pick next year, getting back Russell Wilson and Gus Edwards, and then a couple uh, late round kickers. You get a 2024 third. And a 2025 fourth. So really making some moves in the late rounds there. Uh, tell me about this one. Let's let's hear what's going through the mind. The mind of Bad News Beers picking up Russ and Gus. Yeah, so roster depth was, was not looking great. And some of those guys that I was hoping would t- pan out good for that depth, like Renfro and Juju, turned out, you know, not great with Juju's ex- possible explosive knee at any moment and Hunter Renfro suddenly just not getting any targets when last year he was like very heavily involved. Um, so I just kind of wanted to ditch both of those, those contracts. Honestly, if I had to call up some people, those were going to be my cut candidates anyway. So I figured, you know, get something out of it. Um, I figured giving up a, a second rounder was, you know, kind of valuable at this point, but I couldn't, I couldn't do anything else to, uh, to uh, waiver or get Liam to to give up a starting QB and a starting running back. So that was kind of my goal is to get some more depth and get, get a QB out of it as well. Cause my QB suck ass. Yeah. I mean, we'll see how much Russ is actually <laughs> part, like the impact part of the trade. Like that's the, I was gonna say, that's a good thing though. Like you picked up some pieces around Russ to at least make sure he wasn't the only part of the trade. Right. Yeah. He might be, he might be cooked. We'll see. <laughs> I know it was just one week. He's actually been pretty fantasy viable before last week, but uh, the yeah, Broncos just don't look like a good football team. They just haven't really played anyone, so it's kind of scary. I I honestly was going to do it with, with Baker. Uh, I could have done it with Baker. Um, I wanted to do it with Kirk, but a Kirk would have required a little bit more from my end. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how it went. I was I was hoping to get Kirk out of it, but we settled for Russell back on my team. Oh, yeah, I forgot he was uh, originally. Uh, yeah, yeah we, we talked about him a bit last year as part of a. Uh, didn't you cut him live on the podcast? Uh, probably. 
Yeah, I think I did. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did. Yeah, I talked about his shit. Hey, he's back. He's good. He's fine. Yeah. He might not yeah. even be the, the the second best quarterback on my team. <laughs> you still sent him a ring for the uh, championship I last did. year, right? All right, yeah, all's forgiven. All's forgiven yeah. with a ring. Yeah, he deserved it. He was here from the from the beginning, you know? Yeah. Through all the hardships. All right, you said you got some uh, some random acquisitions for me to talk about. What else you got? Yeah, just some other pickups that have happened over the last month. I know it's been a while since we've talked, so there's there's been quite a bit of movement among players. Um, I think I think I wa- just wanted to cover some of the main uh, pickups. I think um, one was was a fifty one dollar pickup by the Ratcats of Kendrick Bourne, um, all the way back on September twelfth. Uh, so I'm just kind of highlighting this one because I, I believe Kendrick Bourne had a good week one, and I don't think I've heard of his name since. So just wanted to kind of throw that one out there because I think he was kind of a coveted uh, pickup, and he did go for 51 bucks. So that is kind of a hefty pickup um, for the Ratcats and um, not hasn't been great so, so far, or I guess since then. Um, so that was one. Another one was Adam Thielen, another pickup by the Ratcats, a guy that I wanted to get. Um, but has been actually really good with the with the Panthers. Yeah. Um, it's, it's Bryce Young's favorite target by far. Um, he's kind of like his reliable um, guy that he's always throwing to. Uh, so I thought that was a pretty good pickup, only for 24 bucks. Um, and that happened also in September September 19th, I believe. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just just some other like QB QBs have moved around a little bit. Um, ben, I know we haven't really talked about it since you know week one. But Aaron Rodgers obviously going yeah. down. Um, we haven't even we haven't podcasted since, so haven't really gotten to hear your take about all of it. But um, interestingly enough, Jake picked him up, so he he is being rostered by Jake currently. Um, just thought I'd throw that out there. Also, another funny pickup of of the QBs was Danny B picking up Dorian Thompson Robinson, starting him against me, and then he scored a, I think negative six. So I just thought I'd. <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that one in there because I had a good laugh when I was watching. Whenever he'd come out on red zone, it was it was a good time because um, it usually was a turnover. But yeah, um, I think we all already talked about him too. Just one more thing about some like wa- just washed running backs. Dalvin Cook has been picked up, dropped, tossed around. Uh, Antonio Gibson as well has kind of been uh, thrown around. I don't even know whose team he's on at this point. Um, and then Michael Gallup. Lastly, um, I had a little. Um, I had a little strategy going where Nick and Eddie were going to make me give him a fourth for Gallup because they kn- they knew I needed depth last week because I had to start Alec Pierce. So, um, But I knew they didn't have the space to call up anyone, so I was going to call up someone on the practice squad, but it wasn't. I didn't realize it in time enough for Sunday to be able to pick him up um, or to take him. So some, luckily somebody uh, poached someone from his practice squad anyway, so we ended up cutting Gallup. But I couldn't uh, pick him up. Zach ended up getting him. So Zach stole Thielen and Gallup for me so far um, from the free agents. But both both good pickups in my opinion. Gallup for only 22 bucks. I originally had a 24 wager for him, and I brought it down to 19. So I'm pretty pissed off about it. But um, yeah, I think those are some good pickups. Sorry, I went on a tangent there. No, all good. I was looking through uh, one that I think I missed, and I didn't really realize until. Um, I went to pick him up in Penn State actually this week is because uh, the the game was so long ago and we kind of kicked their ass. But Logan Thomas, Logan Thomas, big game. 
Yeah, pretty big game against the Bears. Yeah. Um, I think he's a top 10 list. tight end right now. And tenth, like 10th on the dot. Okay, perfect. And like you look at his games and uh, I mean, week one, he got eight targets. Week two, I, I he might have gotten hurt during that game because he didn't play in week three. So he I'm did, not yeah. Sure. He okay. got hurt, yeah. Week four, only three targets. But then against the Bears, like 11 targets, it wasn't just his touchdown. He caught nine balls for 77 yards. Like, uh, and if you go, uh, AJ picked him up for six bucks. If you go look at AJ's roster, his, yeah. his other two tight ends right now are Gerald Everett and Tyler Higby. So, yep. Uh, that could be a huge boost to his roster to actually have a viable tight end um, if he yeah. keeps that up. So um, something to look out for. I totally missed that. Um, like the game was so long ago, I just totally forgot about him. So I didn't realize he was out there. Um, not that I would have picked him up, but that's a really good pickup. Yeah, no, he. that's funny that you actually said it. He's on my list. So um, and I said basically the basically the same notes that you had. Best tight end on AJ's team now. Um, yeah. Another another funny one, um, real quick. I just want to say his name, Amari Demarcado. That's just a fun name. Um, and then he went to the Washington football team, or sorry, uh, Liam's team. Um, and then lastly, Poopy Astala on October 5th picked up the one and only Michael Carter. Nice. So just just getting. Dude's just getting tossed around like a peach ball at a Nickelback concert. I actually took a screenshot of all of his transaction history, and it's just like it's just me and Danny just tossing him back and forth. So <laughs> it's pretty <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> nice. Hey, you guys. He'll have a forever home at some point. Maybe hey, he's he'll he'll always be a friend of the pod. Yeah. Um. I guess we can get into some more team-related things. We can talk about, uh, you know, what our biggest surprises are, maybe some takeaways from the first five weeks. Uh, didn't really have, like, a, you know, condensed way to cover five weeks. So I'm <laughs> just going to go through, like, the standings and start just, like, shooting out teams and things that we've seen so far. Um, I guess probably a, a good place to start, a fair place to start, would be uh, with the only undefeated team in the league. Give AJ some props. Currently sitting at five and zero. You know, it's not like it's really a big surprise at this point. Uh, kind of just a takeaway of he's looking like a good team early. Um, not a surprise that he's a wagon, uh, and he's kind of set himself up in good position to get. I mean, looking good. At, it's only been five weeks, but looking good for uh, the first round bye in that conference right now. So, um, just shouting out AJ for the undefeated start. Uh, five yeah. and zero, pretty good. Yeah, I think it's I think it's well deserved. Uh, preseason ranked, I think I had him number four, so not a huge surprise, but uh, you know, doing better than I certainly thought he would at this point. Um, you know, I think I think the two two big pieces of this are um, some L.A. Rams, um, actually three at this point, but Cooper Cup just starting to play, but uh, Puka Nakua and, and Kyron Williams have been huge um, to start the season. You know, going into it, we really didn't know what running backs were going to be good for AJ's team. He really just kind of had Christian McCaffrey. Um, I think at that point going into the season and then some, some guys, you know, some backups with Damian Harris, Dalvin cook, Matt Breida. Um, so I think Kyron Williams kind of coming through and, and being this, uh, you know, very good player so far um, with, for, uh, you know, with the Rams uh, and Puka Nakua obviously has been the best rookie so far. And I think, fourth overall receiver so i think those guys alone and christian mccaffrey being an mvp candidate have kind of carried the load for for aj's team so far definitely um 
What are what's a team that uh, compared to some of our preseason uh, predictions would say? Would you say has been a surprise to you so far? Well, I think I think it's kind of surprising how. Well, hold on, let me pull up something really quick. I think it's kind of surprising that Kevin's three and two um, with with the look of his team so far. I mean, I think all of his he's. I think he's scored the most points in the league anyway, or he's, he's right behind AJ by about 20 points. Um, he does have one unlucky loss, but he does have a lucky win according to the website, but I think that's wrong. So I won't even, I won't even pay attention to that. Cause I don't, I don't know when that would have been, but yeah, I think Kevin so far, even though his team is three and two and he's, he's going to be fine. Um, I just think, you know, maybe I, he'd be four and one or, f- or five and zero oh at this point. Um, and AJ has kind of taken over the, that top that top dog at this point so i'm a little surprised by that yeah i agree i think he's the 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 one thing he has going for him i mean well i guess two things the first thing is his team is still really good so it's not like he's three and two because his team sucks like you said he's uh taken at least one unlucky loss and um i I forgot the other loss yeah but he scored like at least 125 every week i think or something crazy like that like he scored so many points every week um yeah but second thing it's the conference that he plays in like i still think he is easily the best team in our conference. Like despite AJ being five and zero, like Kevin is still tied for first in our conference at three and two. So, you know, rest of the season, like I think he's still got a really clear path to getting the one seed in our conference. So, um, still sitting pretty for the bye. but yeah, I totally agree. Like, um, both of his losses were also in conference, which is kind of a big deal for like seeding yeah. and like, tie breaking and stuff. So, uh, they weren't, uh, like losses to the opposite conference. So yeah, something to keep an eye on. And I, I don't know. He's he's gotten pretty unlucky to be honest because he's had no weeks under 125 points, and that was week one, and he had the highest score scoring week uh, in the whole league week one. So like that was his lowest. So 125 is his lowest score, but that was still the highest score of the league that week. Wow. Yeah. And he still has two losses. So I think it's kind of you know unlucky um, for the two losses that he does have. Um, I did want to highlight real quick. Uh, so far, it's it is pretty high scoring. I think this year, um, for some of the teams, there are f- five of the top 25 highest scores ever in the Kevin League have already happened this year. Um, so AJ being AJ being two of those, um, Tony, Al, and Nick and Eddie being the other three, and Chuck. Sorry. Um, so all those guys having one. Uh, AJ actually had it week three and four. He was the highest scorer. Um, 178 he scored and that was the fifth all time so that's a high score this year um has been was aj in week three with 178 so been some high scoring this year um led by aj who's makes sense because he's five and oh um and dominating so far it's a fun fact it's a very fun fact do you have a do you have an interesting interesting team so far or surprising team uh, I mean, you know, got to give some props to uh, my preseason number 10 team, Team Estelle. They, there it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you knew it was going to happen. haven't talked about this was, either. <laughs> yeah, you knew it was coming. Uh, yeah, Tony beat, me in big, it, Tony beat me in week one, so got off to a good start there. Wait, um, what? You lagged a little bit, sorry. Oh, uh, Tony beat me in week one. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. So, uh, you know, <laughs> good start there for him, and... Continued pretty well since, obviously, at 4-1. Uh, so, cementing himself as a favorite right now and the DuPage Dickheads, oh, at least in very good... Favorite. I mean, he's 4-1 and one after oh, 5. Just, oh, just in the division. Okay, I thought you meant in the 
in the whole league or no no not a favorite in the whole league but okay sitting pretty well in the division division for sure and at the very least well for a playoff spot so um whether that be you know you know the the buy really doesn't look like it's within reach right now anyway so whether you win the division or you get the wild card right now uh doesn't really matter you just got to get in so uh yeah things are looking good for estelle um you know we'll see if he can keep it up um purdy and mostert are you know playing like his mvps right now and those are not the players that we expected to carry his team um i mean jamar chase is doing quite well which we expected so there is that but you know outside those three um you know nothing crazy um i think Brees is going to get better as as the year goes on so we'll see how that goes but uh, yeah, you know, I'll uh, I'll take my medicine. Say Tony's uh, looking like a good team right now, and uh, yeah, I think he's in the driver's seat for a playoff spot. Tony is like pumping his fists right now. He's fucking hyped. You know he is. Hey, you know I'm glad I could do that <laughs> for that franchise and give them the uh, you know the motivation they need. Also, I didn't even realize this. He was I mean, pissed, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I I love it. I love the passion. Um, Tony is sitting on two hundred and sixty dollars in cap space. With no one on his practice squad. What's he going to do with it? We'll see. He's I don't know what he's waiting for. Who he's waiting for. He's made, Is he scared to cut uh, Lil Jordan Humphrey from his from his team? <laughs> he's probably a, a, key, a key locker room guy. Yeah. Huge locker room presence. Yeah. Anyway, I'm getting a little off topic. Um, no, yeah. Uh, and I, I think there's been a lot of uh, parody with the league, how it's I feel like every team is either two and three or three and two right now. Um, for the so, most part. Yeah, for the most part. That's why I said I feel like. So it's like, you know, one, two, three, oh, four, fuck. five, six, seven, eight. Eight of the eight of the twelve teams are either two and three or three and two. So a lot of teams kind of there's a lot of the season left to go. So we don't can't really tell who's gonna be, you know, who's gonna be real, who's not gonna be. So I think there's still a lot to be figured out. Um, especially like you said, and especially in conference two, um, other than other than AJ, it's really kind of wide open at this point. And even even your guys's conference, I mean, Division One's a lot tighter than I thought it would be at this point. I don't really know. I don't really know who's gonna come out on top. I mean, right now, Dayman and the Nightman sitting atop at three and two, and then uh, you and Al at two and three. So, um, kind of anyone's division still at this point, um, one game back, and I think. In my opinion, Tuna Fish is looking pretty good out of out of your division, and and Dayman and the Nightman, um, obviously leading on top. So, yeah, I mean, if you want me, I can give my rundown on how the division I think is shaking out right now because I agree, like Tuna Fish, very much in contention still for a wild card spot or even the division. Um, I called it in the preseason that Stroud was the ceiling quarterback that they needed as their second quarterback. Um, and he's outscored Desmond Ritter by like 30 points so far this year, over five weeks. So that's been quite valuable. Uh, Cole Komet is finally being worth it. He's the tight end number three right now, making only $62. So they've got, uh, despite their $700 in dead cap or whatever it is, uh, they've got, uh, you know, good players producing on the cheap. Um, something that'll be interesting for Tuna Fish, I was, I was doing a lot of research on Tuna Fish. Uh, they got some tough weeks ahead because... They're pretty shallow, um, especially at running back. I mean, they really only have two running backs to play right now. Um, yeah. Pacheco and, and Bijan. So um, week seven, they don't have Sherrod or Higgins. Week 10, they don't have Pacheco or Devontae Smith. 
And in week 11, they don't have B. John, Drake London, or Rashid Jaheed. Um, but week 11 is against Liam, who might sell by then. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, yeah, really, really dove into their schedule to see how they're going to shake out. But, uh, yeah, they're looking good right now. And then Dayman and the Nightman, I, I'm, I'll call them the favorite to win our division right now, sadly. Um, Herbert and Lamar are both QB1s. And then, interesting, in, interestingly enough, with their quarterback stockpile, um, Dobbs is QB15 right now. And then they also have four of the top 25 and five of the top 29 quarterbacks. So wow. uh, just kind of keeping that away from other people is uh, valuable, I guess. You know, kind of a funny way to spend your money. But they're just like hoarding quarterbacks that could definitely be starting for other teams right now. I could probably use one of those right now uh, as a backup or, or someone to, uh, you know, step in. So, um, yeah, the division's looking strong. Um, and our, our retirement home life is pretty real right now uh with so many people missing time so yeah speaking of that what are you gonna do about that i don't know um honestly <laughs> i'm still not sure uh, you got one like, week to figure it out buddy not really like isn't he on bye week seven? Oh, you're talking about just the quarterback thing yeah oh yeah i mean i'll either claim someone off a practice squad or pick up a quarterback or something i mean i'm probably not gonna end up playing someone uh unless I can try and get someone on the cheap, but I don't really want to pay up for a quarterback. So we'll see. Um, Cause I'm still not sure what to do on the season. Like that's kind of what I was getting at overall, <laughs> you know, like, uh, I don't know if you want to throw in the towel. Well, I, I can't throw in the towel yet. Cause we're definitely still in contention for the division and at least the wild card. Um, apologies to anyone I've talked trade with so far, because I have no idea what I want to do, but like, Hard to say, you know, uh, had a lot of guys miss time so far this year. Obviously, Rogers out for the season. Um, a lot of guys on one-year deals, so if I want to just ship it all off, hopefully I can do that at the deadline. Um, so we'll see. A few more, a few more weeks at least until that time uh, will come. I had a clever thing to say, but I completely lost it. That sucks. I was going ro- to roast you. But no, yeah, I think you've you've dealt with some interesting situations like Aaron Jones has been like, I don't know, he had like one or two good weeks and then he's been questionable every week and hasn't played ever. Did play that one week and burned you. Um, Ramondre Stevenson has been butt cheeks. Uh, David, David Montgomery has been really, really good. I don't know if I don't know if I I don't remember if I made that official play on this show or um this pod whatever you call it i don't know if i officially made that a play but i did i think i think i remember discussing montgomery over on his rushing touchdowns but i think he already hit it um because he has six i think and it was five and a half on some books and six and a half on some so i i did it in different places um but yeah that already hit he's he looks like a monster but yeah i don't know amonra has been hurt on your team jameson williams hasn't played obviously so yeah i think there's a lot um kelsey had like a few injury scares already um and obviously i you know that one person that i don't know if we should mention her or not um but kelsey's still the tight end one he's still tight end one at least by far yeah no he's he's definitely worth the the 300 dollars um and getting that that best best player i don't know i don't know he's got 70 points so far a little bit more than debo so whatever not bad not bad for a tight end yeah um what do you think what do you think about the the sands of sudan i mean 
a little not not too surprising so far. I think we already kind of talked about Kevin, uh, you know, being three and two, even though second most points for um, scoring over 125 each week, like I mentioned. But Zach, I mean, you know, two and three, some surprising. I think he had a few surprising wins. Um, he beat Kevin. Some, yeah, he beat Kevin. He was the one of the losses that he has. Um, but yeah, his his team's kind of put it together a little bit so far and um, could be a contending wildcard team, I think, in this conference. It's interesting how the schedule played out, actually, because last week they played again. So they've, they've already played both times and they split. So um, hmm. Rat Cats and Big Dirty Shithawks have already completed their season series here. Um, yeah, I mean... I think Zach's team has definitely like surprised me out of the gate. I'm not sure if I believe in it any more than I did in the preseason, maybe a little bit yeah. more. Um, but I don't know, like comparing his team to, I mean, you basically have to compare him to everyone in division one. And I think if you do that, I feel like all of our teams probably look better on paper. I don't know. Um, I feel like there's still players on Zach's team that I like that haven't done as much as I thought they would like Rashad white. Um, and I was on the trade block and I was talking to Zach and was hoping Zach maybe had given up on him and he hasn't. So he's still uh, still priced as a, a, a good fantasy asset, um, but he hasn't done anything really. Um, like you said, he picked up Adam Thielen, which is a really good pickup. Um, I don't know where he's ranked as a, as a receiver right now, but it's got to be up there. I mean, I would guess he's probably like a top 10 receiver this year. Um, top 15. I don't know. I got you. Uh, yeah, your, your stats and info today. I just keep throwing. He's top ten. He's tenth. Nice, nice. Yeah. I was nervous about that. I had, wow, to, that I had bothers, to back off. That bothers me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I mean, and and uh, Liam's team like has been putting up a fight a lot more than I thought. But yeah. at some points, uh, you know, especially after they have fallen to one and four, you got to think the full sell off is coming at some point. Uh, definitely will keep some of his young receivers that he's got. He's got some good pieces there. Tajay Spears has looked like he's possibly like the heir apparent in Tennessee. Yeah. Like he's been getting a lot of work. So like definitely good young pieces, but um, basically the quarterbacks is what he's got to unload at this point. So uh, the only thing working against him there is all of his quarterbacks are on multi-year deals. So he can't eat any cap space to do that. So um You'll need to match salaries to, in, in order to do stuff like that. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see how he how he pulls it off. But I would assume that's probably the next step for that team is uh, start moving out some of those quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, I think it's an interesting. I mean, he gave me a good fight the other week playing. So, um, like you said, quarterback depth. I'm sure once you know once he's a little bit more out of it, we'll start shipping those guys out like he did Russell Wilson and me. Um, but yeah, I think you know he's got he's got a good amount of receivers. Everyone on his team is on a multi-year deal except a few, a few of the running backs and Juju who I just traded him. So all um, the single-year guys are like ass, right? <laughs> yeah, basically. So Man, and, and, he's, and he's got Sam Laporta too, who's who's a beast. Oh yeah, that's a good call. I I, I miss talking about him. That is absolute beast so far. Yeah. Uh, tight end number two in the league right now, uh, just yeah. above Cole Komet. So, man, that's that's a good get for him, for sure. I, I remember we were talking about in the preview. I was like, you know, you get Musgrave for like $50 less might have been like a better deal than Laporta. And it's like, I still like Musgrave, yeah. but obviously Laporta has been worth every dollar. Yeah. 
Yeah, he was he was all that they hyped. You know, they hyped him up so much, and I I mean, all for good reason so far. And like, I mean, who was the other rookie tight end? Was it Michael Meyer? I don't even think he's been involved like at all in the Raiders well, offense. King, and Kincaid is was I know Kincaid, the first yeah, runner, yeah, Kincaid. Mayor, I don't know. Mayor was uh, he was more I don't of a think blocking guy, right? Yeah, I don't think he was as as expected as a receiver as uh, some of the other guys that we've been talking about. Yeah, I mean, Kincaid is he's 27th tight end. He's a little oh, he's bit useless. below. Yeah, he's a little bit below Musgrave. Musgrave's actually 20th, so it's not bad. Yeah, but you know, I was in the lucky position to draft him, not expecting anything this year. Um, so still holding on to that. Um, we'll see. Well, how Musgrave's that the second rookie tight end. That's that's good. Nice. Yeah, he's still like I said, still like him. Still think that's a really good pick. Uh, really good value. Um, one team I want to apologize to is uh, Nosmo King because I think I jinxed him. Um, I was like, he was. You remember, I was trying to be sneaky and like make him like my uh, my sneaky play for like he's gonna go to the finals yeah. because he's got this top heavy team and if everything goes right, it'll it'll work out. And then it's not gone right. Um, <laughs> I mean, so Nothing far it has gone right. terrible. <laughs> it hasn't gone terrible for him so far. He he is two and three, so it's not like he's completely out of it. But Justin Jefferson's on the IR. Today, Khalil Herbert went on the IR. Uh, Deshaun Watson has not been playing uh, and hasn't been, like, great when he is playing. Um, so, you know, right there is three guys out of the way. When I, when, when we were talking about lack of depth, we literally were like, no, these <laughs> ten guys, like, have to start for him for it to work out. Yeah. And even those three guys being out, kind of throwing a wrench in the plans right now. So, like you said, he started Dorian Thompson-Robinson one week, negative six and a half points, like, uh, just down real bad. So... Uh, he's at two and three right now, but I really don't like his playoff chances in your conference. Uh, definitely not as much as any team in your division. Um, and then, you know, you got Jake sitting at three and two as well. So, um, things are not looking great for Nasmo King and my, uh, my bold prediction of him making a run in the playoffs. So, uh, sorry about that, Danny. I may have jinxed you a little bit on that take. Yeah. Um, well, I'm kind of. I mean, I'm kind of right there with you, buddy. I, I made a similar uh, take, if you recall, uh, but with the other Danny, um, I, I had said, I had said Danny J was going to make a similar run, and he yeah. so far is actually worse off than, than Danny B. So he's he's one in four. He's got less uh, less possible points than me and everyone else. I think at this point, I think he has the least amount in the league. Um, yeah, just. Things haven't gone right for Danny. I mean, Justin Fields has turned it around, luckily. Um, but, yeah, n- no real production from his running backs. His best running back is Samaj P. Ryan, uh, who's, like, I feel like the third string running back of Denver at this point, with McLaughlin kind of coming along. And then Nick Chubb, you know, obviously had the injuries. So that's why he's, his running back room is so uh, bleak, if you will. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, really the only guy from the wide receiver room producing for him is is A.J. Brown. Um, you know, Darnell Mooney's been trash. Uh, the only other guy that's that should be good is Garrett Wilson, but he's had, you know, the Aaron Rodgers okay. injury. Yeah, he's been all right. He's been good for what he's been, you know, what he's been given, you know. Um, and then T.J. Hawkinson's been good. So just kind of some bad luck for Danny J. with some of those injuries. And, you know, Geno hasn't been as good as he was last year. Um, I don't think I don't think anyone saw him repeating that. So 
Um, you know, actually, Dante Foreman is is actually big now for Danny J because I believe Khalil and Roshan are both out. So um, and Travis Homer. <laughs> yeah, so Dante Foreman, there you go, buddy. Take the backfield. Yeah, um, I mean, Foreman probably looks nice this week, but probably a case of too little, too late at this point. Um, Danny does have his own first round pick next year. He does have a full slate of draft picks and an extra second next year. So if things do continue on the path that they are, you can at least take, uh, you know, uh, those draft picks and use those wisely in what's looking to be a a good rookie class. Uh, Also doesn't have a ton of big money, long contracts on the book at this point. Uh, The Mooney contract is finally up after this year. The AJ Brown massive deal is finally up after this year. Could probably RFA him and get him back at a more reasonable price um fields will be expensive but you know at least fields is looking like still a good fantasy quarterback possibly over the last couple weeks so um you know not sure what the rest of the year is looking like for danny j's team but gonna spin it into a little bit of a positive outlook because of uh you know good good possible future assets yeah i know we kind of went off a little bit off the vision talk but yeah i think we already kind of talked about dupage dickheads a good amount um you know, with Team Estelle looking really good. Um, my team, I think I, I hit on it a little bit. My QBs have been pretty bad. Um, Bryce Young hasn't looked as good as I thought. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. Just not having Alvin Kamara for the first few weeks was tough. Um, my receivers haven't been the best. Mike Evans has been kind of hurt a little bit. So we're getting through it. Um, I think my team will will battle through it. I just got to start starting the right guys now because my depth is starting to show a little bit and I'm, you know, I have three startable quarterbacks at this point. So um, just got to pick the right guys at this point um, and just looking to build off, build off two wins. So I think Bryce Young stinks. So, I mean, yeah, I think so probably too. don't start that guy, but uh, tuna fish looking like a genius move to move a pick ahead of you and, and dunk on you and take CJ Stroud. Uh, so yeah, looking genius. See that. Really hate to see that, but um, yeah, that was yeah. Oh, I already mentioned that. I think yeah, I already I already dunked on uh, dunked on myself, dunked on dunked on tuna fish for saying that they were good for taking uh, their good quarterback. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, that's all I got on that. I think really the only team we haven't touched on was Jake, and um, or at least talked about that that division a little bit more. Um, you know, sitting three and two, looking pretty good. Um, you know, Joe Burrow hasn't been himself. So you got to imagine once he starts picking it up, that'll help out Jake's team as well. Uh, Jordan Love's been probably better than he really is. <laughs> He's looked pretty bad the last few weeks. Uh, you know, he also has Zach Moss, but, you know, Jonathan Taylor as well. So that kind of balances out. We'll see how that kind of shake, shakes out because Zach Moss is still getting a ton of work. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Jake's, Jake's team's looking pretty good. Yeah, it's almost been like a boring under the radar good. Uh, he's he's three and two, but his potential points are just under 700, uh, which is basically tied with Tony for second in the conference. Um, yeah, I mean everything you already went over. Um, I mean Jonathan Taylor coming back. Uh, one of the biggest question marks I think we brought up in the preseason was if he was even gonna contribute to his team at all. So uh, the fact that he got paid, it's obvious that they're going to work him back into the offense. Like. Love that for Jake's team. So, um, and Rasheed Rice has looked like a uh, a decent pick so far. So, uh, you know, I'll eat my words of that one as well. He's uh, been targeted a pretty consistent amount. Um, so, good for yeah. good for him. Good draft pick. 
He looks like the best Chiefs receiver, honestly, at times, other than Kelsey, but that's different. Um, and then Jacoby Myers has looked really good, obviously, on the on the Raiders, too. He's been good for Jake. So a um, few, few guys that I've been trying to talk with him about, but we'll, you know. He's got some. He's got some good contracts on his team. If you if you really look at it, hey, no, um, no negotiating through the press. So yeah, any any rookie talk you want to talk about, Ben? I know we've talked a, a little bit about uh, you know random guys as we've talked. Um, do a little. I'd poach that. I just wanted to say, you know, the rookies right now are currently led by Devin Achain with ninety six points. Achan. Um, Achan. Thank you. I don't know how to say it. Um, Puka Puka is 92. He's second, and then Stroud, Bajan, and Anthony Richardson are right behind. So um, that's that's kind of the top of the leaderboards for the rookies so far. Any of them you want to talk about? I mean, th- obviously the surprise is Puka. The other ones aren't that surprising. So Harry Potter curse. Like, yeah, uh, that's an all timer. I'll never forget that one. <laughs> I would sleeper has the nicknames for players. I'm, I'm playing in a sleeper league for the first time this year. Uh, I love the player nicknames because I, Puka should totally have that nickname in our league if you could do that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, none of those guys are like, you know, like I said, like Puka, obviously everyone has been been known about him for five weeks now. Um, the other guys, you kind of expected that. Uh, Bijan is like a little bit, um, dare I say, disappointing along with obviously Jameer Gibbs has been disappointing. But, um, I mean, I think Bijan was kind of expected to be this like, easy top five running back out of the gate. And so far hasn't quite been that. Um, I don't know where he's ranked again, but I, I'm at 70 points. I doubt he's a top 10 running back. Uh, Will stats and infos is, is on this one. Um, I got you. It's good radio. I already lost my train of thoughts. So I'm just going to wait. Uh, ninth. Oh, so he is top 10. Wow. Um, I saw McCaffrey earlier had like 120 something, so I was like, 70 can't be top 10, but McCaffrey just is that far. <laughs> McCaffrey's ahead, just so. so far ahead, yeah. And then yeah, I mean, uh, A-chan's got 96 yeah. though, like that's pretty yeah. nuts. It's third. Yeah, that top five of running backs is uh, tops. Really, that top like 10 is kind of unbelievable. When you just look through those names: McCaffrey, Mostert, Chain, whatever, Kyron Williams, ATN, Pacheco, Montgomery. Bijan Swift. It's just kind of like, I don't know, a lot of guys you wouldn't expect up there. Yeah, definitely not in the top 10. Uh, that's very interesting. I guess like looking at the draft summary, uh, just trying to look through some names that are popping later in the draft. Michael Wilson has yeah, a Michael quiet Wilson. 45 points because he scored 23 in one single game with those two touchdowns. But a guy that's looking to be like part of that offense. So possibly, you know, when you're picking a guy in the, in the third round, you'll take you'll take guys like that. So I really like that pocket for receivers uh, for some of the guys that went before. Um, Jaden, uh, I, I got Jaden Reed, but um, Josh Downs and um, who's the other guy? Jalen Hyatt um, like those guys a lot too. So yeah, uh, yeah. Downs Downs has kind of overtaken Alec Pierce a little bit, which kind of pissed me off. But yeah, he's he's looked pretty good. Um, and then uh, the other guy you said, who did you just Hyatt's say? not been good. Hyatt, yeah, he's been all right. Uh, I, I, um, I liked him coming out. Uh, was a guy I was trying to trade up with Zach to get, but um, you know, jury's still out on him. The other the other guy I wanted to talk about was Quentin Johnson, Johnston, who hasn't been Oof. he hasn't been good at all. Um, it's kind of weird. Like 
I, I, they're still putting him in the in the slot, I think, which is kind of weird, which he's a tall, big guy. Um, and I don't know why they're not throwing it to him more. And even with uh, Mike Williams, who's like the same type of receiver that he should be, um, you know, he's out, obviously, for the year, I think. Um, Mike Williams, man, who I think we even talked about it. Like, Quinn Johnson's going to fit right in once Mike Williams. Like, it's sad to say, but, like, yeah. pretty sure we predicted it. Um, but, like, Josh Palmer has been more active and and present than since the injury than, than Johnson has. Yeah. Um. Yeah, on the rookie rookie front, nothing else really. Uh, nothing else is really popping out to me. I mean, uh, excited to see what Alan. Ch- by the time a lot of people will be listening to this, probably, um, it'll probably have passed. But interested to see if Alan Chuck are going to promote Jonathan Mingo or not. As uh, as of this podcast, they still have not, to my knowledge. So, uh, see if he ends up on my team or not. <laughs> that would be interesting. Um. Yeah, yeah. For rookies. Yeah, the only other thing I had was was just on the QBs. Um, you know, Anthony Richardson has looked okay. He just gets hurt every week, so I, I think that's kind of not what we kind of what we expected. You know, boomer bust, get hurt. He's got you know 19 points, 17 points, 28, and then two weeks of being injured. So kind of you know take it take what you can get. And then CJ Stroud, like you said, he's a top 12 QB at this point. Um, been really, really good. Uh, Bryce Young, on the other hand, has been poopy. Um, he's actually the 32nd ranked quarterback. Um, it's been bad. Um, he just like, I don't know. He's just like frustrating to watch. I don't know if it's the offense or or just how short he is. And just the, the way he, th- I don't know, just the way he runs the offense. It's just like look at Thielen or run and throw it out of bounds. Like that's basically basically it. So it's been yeah. I've I've watched a lot more Carolina Panthers than I than I ever wish anyone has to. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to do that. <laughs> yeah. All right. You want to move on to our Tony's corner? Yeah, let's do some Tony's corner. And we've talked basically about every team at this point. So um we're just gonna give our rankings here. And Ben, do you want to do this? How do you want to do this? Do you want to do top three and then just keep going? Or do you want to do everybody all at once? Uh, let's do like our top six and compare, then do our last six and compare. Okay. Yeah, good compromise, right? I'll start. You go first. Nice. <laughs> all right. Look at us. I got AJ at number one. At number two, I got Kevin. At number three, I got Tony. Number four, I got Dayman and the Nightman. Number five, I got Jake. And number six, I got Tuna Fish. Oh, we are exactly the same. No way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was telling you before that I thought there was like so many things that could go either way. I was like, I'm really excited to hear your power rankings because I feel like these are going to be way out of line. Uh, yeah. Man. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, like I said, I have the exact same one to six. Um, we haven't done Tony's Corner since week one, so um, you know it's been a it's been a little bit since we've power ranked the league. Uh, you know those top three guys haven't really moved around much. AJ, I had Kevin at the top every week, and then AJ's there now. Uh, Tony has moved up 
drastically over the last two power rankings, but he only moved up one for me this time. Um, and then Jake actually this time moved up five spaces for me. So that was the big, um, that was the big jump this year or this week, I should say. Very nice. I'll give you my bottom six now. Uh, interested to hear how these, these ones go. Um, all right. So I got you at number seven, Will. I got me at number eight. Uh, I got Zach at number nine. Danny B, Nosmo King at number 10, got Liam at 11, and Danny J at 12. All right. It's it's pretty close. Um, I switched me and you, so I actually have you ahead of me at this point. Um, so I have you at 7, me at 8, Zach at 9, so that's the same. And then Danny J, Danny B, Liam. Interesting. Okay. Very interesting. So, not much different. Same bottom three, but just in different order. Uh, Dude, I know we did, I didn't bring up this stat. I didn't notice this until now, but uh, Nosmo King's potential points is like by far the lowest in the league. It's like gross. 496. That's uh, why I was surprised lowest. you had him at 10. Yeah, I, I didn't see it until now. Um, I didn't realize it was like that low. Uh, I uh you know i i saw the, the the recent injury to jefferson and herbert are kind of why i was so down but i didn't realize it had been so low uh before that so yeah that's yeah. probably a fair uh a fair reasoning um but you know whatever it's already in stone yeah both of our predictions hot takes not looking great no not looking great at all <laughs> i actually had myself at seven and you at eight just based on the vibes but uh you know, I have I haven't been doing fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been doing uh, weekly updates, so I saw uh, you know I'm on my two game losing streak. I saw you're on a two game winning streak, so I, I decided to flip us. You know, I figured if I was doing them week to week, I probably would have given you the edge yeah. because of momentum. So uh, I'm pretty sense. close on those two. I feel like we're both in pretty uh, pretty similar scenarios right now. Yeah, except I have three shitty QBs and you have one okay one. That's basically the only difference. Well, I mean, I don't mean we have the same roster, but, you know, <laughs> both two and three. We're both OK. Not like particularly good, but definitely still in the hunt. We're in the hunt. We're on the graphic. We're in the hunt. We're on the graphic. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. See, the, the turkey comes on the screen with all the all the teams, <laughs> even though they put like the, every team in the league is in the hunt at this point. Because you can be, you know, every half the league makes the playoffs. Uh, what day of the week is Halloween on this year? Is is it going to be a Sunday? No, it won't be. It's, oh, be right. Like Tuesday. The twenty eighth is a Saturday, so yeah, it's like Tuesday. Yeah. I hope they, I hope they do like, uh, like Halloween graphics, something like, I don't know. Oh yeah, they'll do graphic. it. Um, now I'm excited. They even do it in the game. Remember in Madden, they'll do it. Yeah, I haven't like played actual games of Madden very recently, so. Yeah, but you've played Madden for like twenty years of your life. I think you would. They've, I mean, they've only done that the last, like, probably five years, obviously, but they've yeah, done it. Yeah, I, yeah, I got you. All right. Well, that was Tony's Corner. So Ooh. now we can get into DJ and Delight. But, but, but first, I have a very important beep, 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 I have a very important public service announcement, a very important ad here. Traffic cones. Very underrated. They do their job, and people respect those traffic cones, typically. 
Um, it's, it is sometimes funny to, you know, maybe run into them or hop over them, but, you know, don't tip them or kick them over because something could be inside and hurt you. You know, you could could be actually covering something like a big piece of cement. You know, you don't want to kick that, you know. Um, we could go even more in general here and say cones are pretty dynamic. Right. Would you say would you say that? Yeah, I would. Yeah. I, would. I mean, they can shrink down to little small cones and they could be utilized for other activities. Like what, Ben? What what would we use little cones for? Maybe baseball bases? Yeah, I think you could. Agility agility training? What what do you think you could use a life-size cone for, though? Possibilities are endless. A football blocking pad. Yeah, It's like the logo of our league. Yeah, yeah, that too. Anyway, moral of the story in the ad is just always respect the cones and, and yeah, go cones. (laughs) yeah (laughs) if you pull up the the rule book i i I was like i swear i know this is here al like so kevin cohn is knocking over like a blocking (laughs) dummy and he like microsoft painted it into a cone (laughs) (laughs) i gotta find this Uh, oh that's good it's very good I don't, dude. What? When have you ever picked up a cone or like knocked over a cone and there was just oh, a piece yeah. of cement in it? <laughs> uh, no. You just, you know, what? <laughs> crazy you said you never happened. know. Yeah, crazy <laughs> things have happened. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> it could be, I'm you know, tip- covering up a covering up a piece of, of cement that's a little bit above the ground, and you go to kick it, and then you kick it, and you, your foot breaks. This ad made me want to. Now I want to tip over every cone I see just to see what it's hiding. I want to see what the exactly, secrets are. Exactly. Of cones. See? See? Now you're going to be thinking. The cones have secrets, man. <laughs> All right, we need to get on to our next segment. It's the cone heads. <laughs> All right. All right let's get to delight. God. Yes. Um, so we, we. Obviously, we haven't talked for a long time. Um, we both had week we had we both had week one L's, um, so I had the Vikings minus six at home against the Bucks. I believe they lost that game outright. I don't even remember at this point, but I know it was. Yeah, they L. did because that was my survivor pool pick. I did one survivor oh, pool this year. Yeah. <laughs> I was done yeah. the first week. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, I I think that was the one that you joined for us, right? Or did you just yep, forget? That was to the only one that? I did. I got out like week three or four with the Cowboys when they lost to the Cardinals. Um, anyway. Ben had the Steelers plus two and a half against the 49ers, which was just a gross pick when you go, think about it. Um, yeah. So that moves Ben to six and five all time, and I am currently nine and nine. So not looking great. Um, so week six, I have actually two picks. Um, so first, I'll start with my game. I got the Bears-Vikings. Bears-Vikings, Ben. Over, yeah. over 43. Okay. So um, I believe all Bears games and all Vikings games have gone over this year, all but one or two, I think. Um, if I'm doing my facts, fact checking correctly, you can fact check me on that if you want, um, or just just bet it if you if you'd like. Um, but yeah, that's on DraftKings over 43. I like it a lot. Justin Fields gonna score some points. Kirk Cousins gonna score some garbage time points if the Bears are winning. I I really don't know who's gonna win honestly. Um, but yeah, I like I like the over anyway. A lot of points. 
Yeah, that's one that you could definitely talk yourself into both of those teams uh, finding a creative way to lose. So yeah, their defenses fun both suck too a lot. Uh, really yeah, bad. and the Vikings are really good at turning the ball over, so that's good that we don't have to drive the field. So yes, uh, should be fun. Um, I'm pretty on the board right now. Do you want me to give my second one? And give yeah, you give your second time. one, and then I'll, right, I'll right. bring this home. All right, this one's a little bit different. Uh, player prop: Kenneth Walker anytime touchdown scorer. This is plus 100 on DraftKings. So yeah, that is my second pick. I like Kenneth Walker a lot. I was looking through the board to try to see. Um, the Bengals' run, rush defense has been pretty bad this year, um, even though they were pretty good last year. And I, Kenneth Walker's found the end zone quite a bit. So, um, yeah, I want to take that. All right, very fun. Um, I think, you know, just, just perusing. Um, I'm not going to take this one. I considered this one, but then I felt like, nah, it's, it's, it's just not going to go my way. Houston plus one and a half against this, at home against the Saints feels like a fun one, but I'm not going to take it. <laughs> Not going to take that one. Um, I am going to play the Seahawks plus three on the road in Cincinnati because I think Joe Burrow actually kind of stinks now. So I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's his, like, I'm not a football scout. So I don't know if it's him, if it's the team, the offense, like whatever. But like something's not going right there uh, compared to years prior. So um, and the Seahawks have been all right so far. So, you know what? Let's uh, let's take the Seahawks plus three. It is on the road, but you know what? Gino doesn't care. Gino doesn't care about the road. He doesn't. Really doesn't. I like that pick. You you scared me there when you were talking about the Texans. <laughs> nah, see, that's no. Nah, can't do it. They probably will cover that though. They're I don't know. I don't know. It's at home. They're just a hype team, you know. So I feel like they're just like uh, they're just like about it, you know. They're just yeah. they're just about it. Yeah, very analytically, it. Uh, analytically driven. They got that X dog in them. They are with it. All right, Ben, do you want to do a Bears bet? Uh, I mean, not really. I've like kind of been really, really, really hurt by the Bears this year. Uh, really spurned by them, almost to the to the fact to, to the point where I've felt like denouncing them as a franchise. Uh, what about what if I talked you into something? Like what? Like a fun, something fun. Like a touchdown score, perhaps. Uh, perhaps. Okay, so. You gotta, you gotta make it wild. Okay, so who who's all out for the running backs? You said everybody, except who? Dante Foreman? Uh, I think we also signed Darrington Evans from the practice squad. Okay, great. Yeah. Or from someone else's practice squad or something. So He was from our practice squad. He was on the, yeah, he was on the, yeah. Um, okay. Well, what if I said Justin Fields touchdown score? What's it at? Plus 135. Do they have Darrington Evans? <laughs> plus Or game? Plus 650. For, for who? Blasingame? Blasingame, yeah. Uh, and you said they do have Evans? Plus 400. Uh, that's not gross enough for me. I would take Fields given those odds. Yeah, let's do it. Let's just let's just do it. We got to do it. We haven't yeah, we Fields. haven't podcasted we haven't podcasted in like a month. We got to we got to have a pick together. Yeah, we'll we'll take Fields Fields touchdown All right. score. All right, plus one thirty five. I like it. I mean, I don't know who else is going to run it in. 
Got got to feel like he's going to have a long one against these Vikings too. Yeah, something's got to got to break his way where he'll he'll get one in. All right, I like it. Sweet. Um, the season bets so far, um, mine are looking. Uh, well, one is looking like it's not going to happen because remember when I was like Anthony Richardson just has to play every game and like <laughs> well he's not so that one's not going to happen. Uh, sorry, Anthony Richardson for for doing that to you. Um, Kyle Pitts, on the surface, I don't know what the pace is. I think it's probably under 700 at this point. But I don't think all hope is lost yet. Um, he was getting targets last week. Like, I feel like I was seeing him on a red, on red zone, like, catching the ball, which never happens. So um, that's a positive development. Um, but I'm not feeling great about it right now. So um, my season bets, not looking great. Um, Will, yours, on the other hand, are looking... Possible, although a recent injury to James Conner yeah. kind of throws a wrench in his. Um, yeah. He's at two right now, so it's not like it's impossible for him to pop off five in like the last five weeks. But he's done it before. Never, I mean, yeah, like he's he's very capable of doing that. Um, so we'll see on him. Um, Fields, uh, another one that you really can't count out because he could have like three in a game. Only one right now, so. Um, yeah, not what you like to see, but uh, well, we're already we're already banking on one this week, so hopefully we'll be at least at two next week, and then you'll be uh, on a better pace there. Yeah, I, I mentioned David Montgomery. I, I swore maybe I just talked about him on here, but but yeah, that one I think already cashed, like I said. But yeah, hopefully James Conner comes back and can hit that, and then Fields kind of. I mean, you even saw it with the Bears last week how they they had some more designed runs for Fields, so hoping hoping for more of that. Um, and maybe some some scampers into the end zone. Love to see it, um, especially now that you're not playing me in fantasy. Gosh, that was that was painful last week. Um, not that it was a scamper. My, my team's garbage. Um, different league. Sorry, you don't <laughs> care. Um, no. And then of course our joint preseason Bears bets over seven and a half wins on FanDuel. Uh, <laughs> not looking great. Not Oops. looking great. So, uh, what can you say? I mean, what did you expect? Yeah. Come on. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Oh, so. wait. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, Fields is 150 on FanDuel, so we're doing that. Oh, yeah. Take notes. 150. 150. Put it on the That's official record. Way better. All, All right. right. I like that a lot. like it a lot. Sweet. So I think that, uh, I think that about does it for us. About... Uh, Hour and ten minutes to recap five weeks. I feel like that's pretty good efficiency for us. So, uh, you know, good to be back. Good to be back on the mic. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening to our Jordan episode, episode number twenty-three. What up? Uh, hope it hope it was well worth the wait. Uh, planning to be more frequent throughout the rest of the season, but you know, we'll see. You know, we're busy guys. We got tough schedules, so we'll uh, we'll try and get on the mic as much as we can. So, uh, thanks again for listening. Hope you guys have a good week in fantasy. Uh, not too good if you're playing me. Uh, Yeah, we'll see you next time. Peace. Hey, that's mine. Peace.